Welcome. 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 To views from the bridge. 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 This season, it seems like it's been Philly versus everybody. Do we want to be a good team or do we want to be f-ing great? Shabelka. Back to Fontana again. Good ball, Matt Riel. Good combination. Shabelka. Back for Shabelka. He'll see that shot. What a goal. Oh, boy. And he dips the old on your bike. I want you to take the field and remember two things tonight. Number one, this is our house. And number two, this is now our conference. It's Philly or nothing. Welcome everybody to Views from the Bridge. This is Justin, who now is statistically hosted half of the episodes in 2020. I'm here with a couple of friends of mine tonight. Chuck Booth, how are you? I am good. I was late, but I am good. <laughs> that might yeah, have Chuck been the doesn't best. seem to have clocks anywhere in his best response general ever. Vicinity. Evan, learn my ways. Uh, <laughs> and the other voice you heard was Paul Catrino. What's going on, Justin? How you doing? I am good. I'm good. Hey, so um, we got a couple things to talk about tonight, um, but I guess we'll start where um, about half of your listener questions over the entirety of the offseason have finally been answered. The Philadelphia Union have purchased Jamiro Montero. The Union spent money like a transfer fee to get a player? But wait, they still aren't ambitious Actually, enough. one7 $1.7 million of a transfer fee. Okay, and this is for the same guy that was supposed to be worth $3.5 last season, correct? Yeah, which is what Mets had bought him for. Ah, super. So, we now get a player in his prime for a lower transfer fee than what was originally <laughs> used to buy him in the first place. Yeah, actually only a year and a half ago, which is crazy that we were able to get that kind of deal on a player that honestly made a pretty big difference on our season last year. Well, the whole thing and just even uh, Jamiro falling into our laps in quite possibly one of the weirdest loan deals that I've ever seen because the union were so not prepared for this. Like, oh, it's a six-month loan with potential to extend for the entire year. And then after like two games, it was extended for the entire year. And then players were being jetted out left and right to handle his salary. Yeah. Yeah. When you look at how he arrived here, I mean, we certainly weren't ready for it. We weren't expecting that kind of news, but you know, he, he took an opportunity to get in a new place and try to make an impact. And clearly he understands that he signed now for a three-year contract with a club option for a fourth. He wants to be in MLS because he knows he can be one of the top midfielders at his position in MLS. He absolutely changes the union, the way they go about games. Yeah, I think it's like, I mean, it speaks to kind of the the way in which the union are doing business right now. I think we look at a guy like, uh, you know, we bring in Kai Wagner from from a lower division in Germany. And then, you know, in another move, Jameer Montero comes over and everyone's kind of like, wait, who? 
Um, and then we look at a player who obviously makes a really big difference on the field for us last year. And we have a chance now to have him for three years with a club option for a fourth. Um, and I think that's just, yeah, I mean, this is a player in his prime who can be a dominant midfielder in the MLS. So, I mean, can't complain about that move at all. DP salary. I mean, they they think he's worth putting in that category, which is not something the union are quick to do. Uh, so clearly they understand how good he is and they value him heavily. And the whole midfield now is going to center around the fact that you have a guy who can play any of the positions in the diamond <laughs> and just be okay. Like be pretty damn good in that position. Uh, it's, it's super ambitious on my part. I think it's one of the biggest deals. I mean, statistically it's the biggest deal this club's ever done but also on a real level let's be real this is the biggest move that they've done it's bigger than marco fabian it is because this is genuinely going to change the complexion of how this team is viewed with having a midfielder of his caliber but so where i would like to disagree is the fact that in making waves on signing a dp Realistically, both Mari Saidu and Alejandro Bedoya were bigger, just due to the, just okay. due to being known names coming from high level, like big five leagues, and also just with their name appeal already happening in the U.S. As opposed to Montero coming over, most people didn't actually know who the hell he was. Um, because he was playing for a league relegated to League Two side in Mets. Well, I can't even say playing because he barely played for them. Um, like, it was a risk for him to come over. Luckily, it's one that ended up paying out. And luckily, the union are paying top dollar to keep him on what he's worth. I'm very curious to see once um, the Players Association leaks all salaries what he's going to be making though I think he makes right around what Bedoya made when he came over but it's funny because I see Jamiro's ceiling as a player way higher than Alejandro Bedoya's ever was that's what that's what I mean when I say this is their biggest signing because you can look at the traction that came with Moadu coming from the national team and Alejandro Bedoya coming over and immediately bracing the culture of the city that's super, like, that sells. I get that. Jamiro Montero will be a better player than both Maurice Adu and Alejandro Bedoya, and we're getting him in his prime on a deal in which Jay Sugarman had to nut up, shut up, and pay the money to get the guy. And he did. And this is now a different club. This is We're approaching this season in a totally different light now because there's not the uncertainty of Jamiro Montero not being there. Like, he's there. He is locked in. He wants to be here. That's fantastic. I want people who want to play for the Philadelphia Union on the Philadelphia Union. It just makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I think... I think and you guys talk about big signings, and, and I think there's obviously other players who... There's other players who have been through been through this union team um you look at barnetta you look at dodge call you look at cleverson you look at um il Sino even 
And just the, the, you know, the resumes that they come in with of like, yeah, I did this. I played in this World Cup. I, you know, like all this stuff. But this was like, I mean, all of those guys were way past that part of their career. It was like, oh, I played in the 2010 World Cup when we're signing him in 2016. Um, and so I think it's like, yeah, cool, great. Um, but this is a guy who's on the up and coming um, and, and I think it's, it speaks to kind of what the union are after. Um, and I think even between, um, El Brujo and, and our other rumored signing, which we'll talk about in a second, who might be in Philadelphia negotiating a contract, but we'll see. Um, I, I think it just speaks to what he, what they're trying to do. They're getting players that are younger, that are on the up and coming, who are reaching the prime of their careers, um, which is maybe different than the way we've tried to get impact players in the past. I mean, it has to be the way going forward if you're going to be able to keep up with the way MLS is accelerating from a business standpoint and a roster standpoint. Like it's, it's abundantly clear that there are MLS owners out there that are not afraid to pay 10 plus million, 15 plus million for the services of a player to see the union even dip their toe a little bit. It's progress. It's not super progress. It's not going to change the perception from anyone who's (laughs) sat in the rain at talent energy stadium for 10 years now, (laughs) but you like to see it. You like to see them take the initiative and go do what the fans have been asking them to do for a while now and it's it's great this this whole season is just so different now at at this point like yeah i'm not really sure what can be done like under the current setup to satisfy the people who truly want money to be spent from this team because for for what they can do currently they've gotten a big name that failed in Marco Fabian. Um, they've now shelled out basically what's going to end up coming out to more than double what they paid for Bedoya because um, he was essentially a $1 million transfer fee and a borderline $1 million salary. And I assume that Jamiro will probably at the low end be $1.5 million. Um, yeah. And it's still just but spend more like there's steps to this um we are seeing the union actually go out and spend money on signings that alone is a big deal i mean and the reality is for me like i would rather union spend money on these types of players than going out and getting uh kaka you know like way past his prime or you know, even like there's talks, you know, there obviously there's talks now of LA Galaxy trying to resurrect Chicharito's career. And I'm not, I just don't know that like I want the union taking those risks with the big money. I, I don't want them spending $10 million on Chicharito. Um, you know, but I think this is, Jamiro is a known quantity. He came in, he played all of last year. We extended a loan. You know, he's a known quantity that we know fits our system, fits our players, fits the people who are still on this team 
And that's the type of player that I'd rather than taking a big risk on a on a bigger name that may or may not pan out. Especially when you consider that Chicharito is not going to win LA Galaxy a championship by himself. Like him just being there doesn't do that. If he's on this union team without Jamiro Montero, they're not going any further than they would but, but Paul. <laughs> if they had four different midfielders in there. I don't care what he sells. I don't care what his appeal is. All right? He's not the type of player that you need in this city, in this club. But if you talk to Zlatan, he came and conquered MLS and left with no trophies. I did talk to Zlatan face-to-face, one-on-one, and he's, it's not a good time. Like, what? I don't understand where this arrogance came from at the American game. I genuinely don't. Like, super... He didn't break any MLS goal records. He didn't like break any single season records. He didn't win playoff games. What did you conquer? I'm sorry. Wow. He didn't. Is, yeah, I mean, yeah. he wasn't he even. I'm, conquer the I'm city a big. Of LA. I'm a big Milan. Yeah, he wasn't even the best designated player to come through his own team or city. I'm a big Milan guy, and I'm like really upset that I now have to watch him more than I have to. It's it's oh really gosh. upsetting. Him scoring that goal on Saturday, he just acted like. He did all the work for that goal. He didn't do anything. He just redirected it on goal. God, he wasn't even he wasn't even defended. Also, there wasn't a defender on him. I was going to say, if you want to <laughs> yeah. complain about MLS defending, watch the defending on that goal that he scored. Watch the defending <laughs> in Serie A. Period. It's true. It's true. Well, I... uh... <laughs> all right. Well, I think. We've covered it. I mean, everybody knows. Everybody who watched this team last year who cared at all saw how impactful Jameer Montero was on this team last year. I think we are all glad to have him back. Uh, moving on to kind of the other rumor that we we sort of, uh, I mean, we sort of addressed this in our last pod about uh, Matai Orovec, who um, might be coming over. Um, sounds like he is potentially in Philadelphia or traveling to Philadelphia has kind of left his team and could be working on terms with the union over the weekend. So guys, that might be the third, third or fourth, no third, third, well, third midfield (laughs) signing this off season. Yeah, it would indeed. Um, yeah, he's back He's back home now, but uh, was in the city on Friday. Uh, don't know how long that meeting was, but home pretty quickly. And no real indication from either side has really come forward after that meeting. So you'd like so, to assume he's home packing. Yes, essentially. Um think keep it close to the chest it's not necessarily a signing that people are going to be religiously following and trying to get scoops on every hour of the day uh but hey if he comes over it's another one of these young Ernst Tanner signings that brings in a versatile player who can allegedly play three positions uh and would be 
uh, just another speedy, useful weapon for this team to utilize down the side or through the middle. And apparently is a pretty damn good center back too. So definitely keep an eye on it. But it's looking more likely than less likely that he is going to be signing. In probably probably the next week, I would say, you know, if they're already talking about contract, then, you know, it's kind of already assumed that the club is going to just let him go and we'll see what happens. But definitely a development breaking on the same day as the Montero news came out. Definitely got buried a little bit, but... It's good to see. Yeah, I mean, we're we're at that point in the offseason, too, where it's kind of like either you sign or you don't, you know. Um, yeah. You're not going to come into to training camp like halfway through, and then you're not getting that full offseason. So you would hope that if they want to get this deal done, they're going to get it done before, um, you know, they're going to get it done before training camp sort of kicks off here in February. But The timeline definitely seems to fit it because it's like less than a week before they leave for Florida, so... You, you know, you see something like in the early part of the week and then you're getting him on that flight to accommodate with the rest of the squad and kind of get that thing moving. Especially if they think he can yeah. be useful right off the bat, which would mean he would be playing right back instead of Ray Gaddis. Uh, yes, that would be nice. I don't know if he's coming in to play right back, but... He's probably not, but like, you know... There's... That, that his immediate use would be at right back if they wanted to put him in right away. If they think he's kind of a project and they sign him to a long term, mm-hmm. maybe you put him at center back in like Open Cup games and maybe see like how his speed works in the counterattack. You can maybe play him in a midfield position, but, you know, there's not too much to really know about this guy until you're seeing how he links up and how he likes to play in the union system. So he and El Brujo are actually going to spend all of um, spring training or whatever you want to actually, you want to call MLS preseason since it's not really spring um, fighting over who gets to play the six and who's going to play one of the other positions that they're both capable of playing. Yes, essentially. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, but I think that just speaks to you. I think I think there's depth on this team. I think that's what they're going after is having some depth on this team. And now you you look at a midfield that I think, uh, you know, uh, you're bringing in Orvac. You you have brought in Albrujo, um, but then you still have you still have Bedoya. You still have Craval. You still have Aronson. You still have Fontana. So you still have a lot of known quantities on that team. Um, so you would hope that I think, um, you know, they, they now have some depth, they have some rotation, they have some players that can step in and play games. Um, so we'll see, you know, kind of what the union do going forward. Um, but with, with the lack of Austin trustee, you also have a center back issue, um, or a space. Um, I'm not sure that I want to see Aurelian Collin playing more than like five, five games this season. So um, you won't. You would hope that they have some. You would hope that they have some other ideas there, um, in case Jack or Mark goes down at any point this season. So, and I would hope the answer Def- is not Matt Real. <laughs> not big on the Matt yeah, Real that, trend. That huh? was that was not good in Beth. Not in, as a center back. Sorry, center I back. can't call it. Oh Bethlehem no no anymore. no! Yeah, in not Union as a center too. back. No no, not as a center back. No. No, 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 no. 
If you're he right. wants to back up Kai Wagner, that's fine. But he's not he's not a center back. <laughs> no. That's no, the issue. No, no. That's the issue. Um, guys, lots of other news swirling around. Corey Burke might be headed off to Europe. Who knows? Lots of rumors there and... He's probably going. If he's if he's linked with one rumor and he doesn't go in that one, then they're just gonna find another team for him to go to. Like it's just gonna be like, oh cool, you're shopping around this guy. Mind if we dip our toe in, huh? <laughs> we can give you some money. So that'll be interesting to see where where Corey Burke ends up. But Corey Burke might might be headed off somewhere. Maybe just till the middle of the year. Who I mean, knows? At this rate, since that would he be a very is, weird situation. I believe, at least, not el- either not eligible at this current time, or is going to really need to do something to work on getting that green card and not causing international spot. Uh, he's got to go because we're tapped out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When it comes to that logjam, I think it could be waiting on. Once Burke leaves, then Oravec's transfer will be able to go through and he can sign directly for the first team because there could be a logjam at the international spot. Actually, for situation one going weird on. thing for MLS, you don't need to actually have all of your international spots up to compliance until the first game is played. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, that makes sense, but mm. interesting. We'll see about that. <laughs> Fun stuff. Yes, yes, we will. We will see. Um, Paul, you were able to go to the EMLS thing and get some audio over there. You want to tell us about this audio before we throw it in the in the pod? Ah, oh, cool. Yeah, we're gonna just toss this in the pod. We're gonna pepper it in the pod. All right. Speaking of which, your health tip for the week: black pepper. Oh man, does wonders for food. That's it. Not really a health thing. Just. Oh. Uh, so I went to EMLS Series 1, which was a sweet event at Union Transfer. I am really glad that they picked that area. A lot of history there. Um, I've been to many shows there, so it was weird seeing like a bunch of 8-year-old kids and their parents sitting in chairs right in front of the stage, like banging <laughs> those clappers around for kids playing video games, but... It was sweet, man. It, it was definitely a cool time. Like, the experience was cool. We were into, like, watching these games. They were intense, man. It's like, if you've ever just sat at a party and watched two kids play FIFA and just like, oh, I bet I could beat both of them. But, like, you're watching these kids play and it's just like, these are easily two of the best people I've ever seen watch, <laughs> like, try to beat each other in FIFA. It was definitely a good time, but uh, I was able to talk to Sebastian Latou, which is always a great time. He is always down to chat, uh, just living the dream right now in Philadelphia. Uh, and then two surprise guests that I really wasn't expecting to bump into at this event, uh, one of who uh, was openly <laughs> honest about the fact that he didn't even expect to be there, Pablo Maurer from The Athletic. Uh he does some of the best soccer work you can read for the athletic. It's it's really good. He did the uh, the Philadelphia Union and connection to Chester piece, which took a lot of time and effort. Uh, super good at his craft. Go check him out. Uh, but he was there, having a great time. And then Asher Roth was there. I, I bumped into him in line, uh, making custom 
FIFA Ultimate cards. And that was just bizarre, because, yeah, I like his music. I'm a big, I'm a big fan. My girlfriend's certainly a huge fan, so she was the one who helped me do the identification of, yes, that is indeed Asher Roth, and I must go talk to him immediately. I said, whoa, 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 whoa. Not before I do this interview, sweetie pie. So, here is my little compilation of talking. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, uh, here's a little compilation of my interviews with Sebastian, Asher, and Pablo. Have you ever been? Have you ever been to one of these before? EMLS. Uh, I've been to not the EMLS, but like a, I would say like a tournament. It was a, like a kind of a Call of Duty one. Yeah, uh, with Nerf Street. Oh, uh, Call of Duty. Yeah. Oh my like, God. It was Nerf Street. Uh, you know Nerf Street on. I saw Nerf Street. Yeah. Uh, they do like a tournament. It was, it was pretty fun. Yeah. So, but I don't know anything about shooting. Like, I'm a Nintendo guy. So. Nintendo guy. All right, so favorite game? Mario Kart. Mario Kart? Oh, damn. Yeah, so you have the Switch? You get the Switch yet? Oh, dude. I don't have no time, you know. Oh, my God. <laughs> I used to play Mario Party, Mario Kart. Yeah. And, uh, the other one? Uh, Smash Brothers. Like, yeah, Smash Brothers. I was a kid, but... Yeah. When I got busy, I was like, I can't play anymore. It's like, all of me, so. I feel that. But, any, any experience at FIFA? No, FIFA, yeah. Yeah. I loved it, okay. but like it was uh, when I played in uh, Nintendo, it was uh, PES. Okay, yeah. No, that not FIFA. So yeah, I got that. It was a bit different, but yeah. The gameplay is like just a little different. It's it's really nitpicky with it, but. Listen, you know. if you play me 15 years ago, okay, <laughs> I can maybe kick your ass. Okay. Now, no chance I, can I mean, it's not like you have to stay <laughs> in shape for it. No, it's too much buttons, you know, too much tricks, too much, too much shit happening. I get the guys who will start running at me like at full speed with like an attacking mid, and they'll do like two quick skill moves, and they're gone. You know, it's just like I can't keep up with it. Like they're flicking it over my head. It's insane. I'm too powerful. Yeah, I get that. So I enjoy watching. It's fun. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> this is it, man. This is like FIFA's probably the only game that I play, but like, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm a supporter of the union, and uh, okay. yeah, FIFA's, FIFA's a great game. I mean, this FIFA's like led to uh, American soccer. Fans, so you know, don't even watch soccer, play FIFA. Yeah, and kind of just make that connection through the game, you know? Definitely. Uh, do you think you could beat Jay Ajayi in the game? Based off of his numbers, probably. <laughs> Minus 61 goal difference. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Alright, so last one. What is your favorite game growing up? Like, just in general. Like, you think back to your childhood. Well, probably Tony Hawk Pro Skater was big for me, and then, like, Twisted Metal. Twisted Metal? Word, dude. What is your favorite video game growing up? Yeah. Maybe, like, Basis Loaded for Nintendo. Okay, word. Like, my brother and I used to sit in the basement when we were, like, seven or nine years old and play Basis Loaded and, like, follow the game like we were announcing. That was a big Nintendo guy too. It was just like I was, I was really surprised. Yeah, we're getting uh, lasers too. Oh my god! Right, right. My Jesus! I know you do pretty. Do you get to just like do whatever you want? Like you come up with an idea for athletic and just they roll with it? Or? Uh, yeah, generally if you're a writer, that's the girl. You've got the editorial desk. Yeah, 
athletic costume. For example, I just did a photo of her long piece on this other shoot in 2002, US National Team. It's not a story that other outlets would give a writer to see on stories on, but the athletics allows you to like tell a story so deeply, so I don't think I have more freedom than some other people. All right, last thing. Is this the calm before the storm? I need you to leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, just three very different people enjoying a really cool event. It was definitely a good time chat with them and seeing all the different reasons why they were there. But overall, really good time. Uh, it sucks that Jay Ajayi lost six to nothing in the first round to the guy from New York City. Uh, the sons of Ben who were there, were actually quite heated about the whole thing. Uh, they were cheering him on, but the Red Bulls guy kept winning, and they were just basically breaking out the Red Bulls suck chance, like all the different ones at different times. And the EMLS cameras were eating it up. They are like, they are like die-hard, hardcore EMLS fans here who are anti-New York. It's like, nah, it's definitely because of the soccer, but you're more than welcome to use this passion to promote it. Hey, good publicity. Philadelphia getting good publicity out of the event by being rowdy fans. That's just beautiful. I'm telling you. it. This was a chef's kiss here, man. The, the event went off flawless. I talked to uh, Doug Vosick. He said this was amazing. Uh, just the whole thing, being able to plan it and get all the coverage out of it. They were even able to give out free beer. They gave out three free Heineken's. To everyone above 21. Yeah, that was that's the thing. They're able to give it out because, what, there are like five people above 21? <laughs> <laughs> Good one. But, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> um, but, spe like, one thing that's interesting in your recap of this, you could name the EMLS player for the union. You could not for NYCFC. And most people probably cannot for any other team and that includes uh duels now being with nashville yes and also let it be known that jhie made it as far as duelsta did in this tournament so i don't know man you put them side by side i just <laughs> i mean i don't know let's I mean, <laughs> no, I'm real. just kidding. No, Dulce, you're the I'm man. I'm not sure. You're the man. I'm not sure Jay Jai is real good at FIFA based on what came out of this weekend. <laughs> um, yeah, look, looking at his, like, the last grab of stats that I had of him finishing uh, dead last. Uh, crap, how many goals was it? Did he, he had a negative, negative 50 goal differential. Oh, 60 was the final? Oof. I think so. Yeah, um, and it's interesting because they are also going to be using him in a month for the league or the series two in Portland, um, and just seeing if they can bridge that skill gap a little bit because he's apparently really good on the celebrity tour. Like he can beat you know other famous people like it's nothing. But th there is quite a big jump from playing you know guys who are just have it in their xbox and you know cool yeah let's fire up a game to kids who are religiously trying to 
increase the chemistry in their ultimate team and opening packs every single day and playing 10 to 15 games a day. It, this is definitely their say- passion. There's definitely something they're amazing at. Because watching them play, dude, it's just like they would break me down in a heartbeat <laughs> at FIFA. And I love FIFA, dude. I do. <laughs> I will say at one point in time, at one, uh, one public event here in Pittsburgh, I played a couple of the Riverhounds players uh, in FIFA. And mm. we were playing like two, uh, two on two or something. Uh, and they were they were all pretty good. I'm I'm not that great, but they were pretty good. Um, but it was pretty funny just like talking to them because they were like, "Yeah, we go to training in the morning, then we come home and play like four hours of FIFA, uh, and then we eat dinner, and then we play another like three hours of FIFA, and then we go <laughs> oh coach for a little God. bit." And like they were just basically saying like they like train in the morning, play FIFA all afternoon, and then go coach for the evening, and then come home and play more FIFA. So I'm not sure that they don't. Uh, they might not open as many packs because I'm not sure they're putting a ton of money in the game based off of the uh, USL salaries, but um, but they are playing quite a bit. So, um, but I don't know about I don't know how much JHI plays FIFA. I don't know how many hours a day he's spending playing FIFA. But it is interesting to me because this is just a continuation of these uh, professional athletes. You know, uh, uh, yeah, Juju Smith Schuster is obviously a. A big gamer, uh, Trevor May from the you know Minnesota Twins has come out and is streaming and all this stuff. So it is fun to watch some of these professional athletes like do something normal in their lives rather than go do something extremely athletic. You ever watch like the Ben like Ben Simmons and like his squad of like famous basketball players play like oh, yeah, pu- uh, sure. PUBG? It's for it's sure. intense, dude. Yeah. I remember I was in relation to e-gaming here. I was watching live one time, and um, someone was talking to Ben Simmons, and he's like, "Yeah, dude. Like, I remember this guy trying to come up and tell me he's like that I should play more like Shaq." He's like, "You just want me to get fouled more?" He's like, "I'm not that kind of player." <laughs> and just like the guy lost his mind. Like he was, he just couldn't hold back his laughter. But Ben Simmons just cracking on reporters for like three minutes playing PUBG. Like this is him talking to his friends and just like you know, there's no filter on it whatsoever. Yeah, no. That like, these guys are just in their element yeah. playing. You know. For sure. For sure. Anything else to kind of wrap up tonight? This was kind of a little bit of a emergency pod as with the Jamiro signing, so anything else from you guys to, to wrap up tonight? Uh, no. I'm working on the Spike Seltzer for every MLS team list. Oh, You'll good. have that sometime this week. I know you've been good. wanting it for a long four days now, and I'm getting to it. How about the fact that we cool. come back from our break uh, of I don't know how long without podcasting, and you're going to get two in a week's time span. Can't guarantee the next two will be this soon, though. <laughs> you spoiled bunch. Well, you know. We spoil you here at Views from the Bridge. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. All right, guys. Have a good night, then. We will talk to you very, very soon. Eventually. Not too soon, but very soon. <laughs> kind of We're hedging soon. our bets here. I mean, spring, well, uh, you know, preseason starts We're towing soon, the so. line yeah, we'll soon. We'll talk to you at some point before preseason or when another signing's made whichever comes first you're being too specific chuck we'll see you soon goodbye music fade
Thanks for listening to another episode of Views from the Bridge, a Philadelphia Union podcast. As always, thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. We are a proud part of the Beautiful Game Network. BGN is a network of soccer podcasts, writing, and other great content. Go check them out at bgn.fm. You can find us on social media at VFTBpod on both Twitter and Facebook. Go check us out there, leave us a note, and ask questions. That is at VFTBpod on both Twitter and Facebook. Head over to iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast and subscribe to the show, and please leave us a review. For the Views for the Bridge podcast, Eva Valella, Chuck Booth, and Paul Catrino, I'm Justin Ashcraft. Later! Later!